Hello family and thank you so much for having me again this week as we discover God's master plan. My name is Rose Romandi and I'm really excited to be again with you this week because we are just discovering this good news of Jesus and understanding that what, uh, what God wants for mankind has always been his plan even from the beginning. Even before Adam was lost, God found us in Christ Jesus and he planned the salvation. And in the last few weeks, we have been talking about how uh, man actually uh, continuously bringing the curse and and um, walking in the flesh, but the Lord has been blessing and he wants to bless man. And um, I will talk to you about, uh, you know, throughout the generation, how God came over and over to show blessing. And until Jesus came and says, you know, I'm going to bless you through this seed. And now it's time for us to understand who we really are in Christ Jesus. We have been spending sometimes in the book of Genesis because that's where we can understand who uh, we really are or what happened and then when did we go off direction and how God can bring us back in Christ and fulfill that destiny inside every single one of us we talked about Genesis chapter 3 that man ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and when he ate it God said you know the day you eat of it you shall surely die and when man ate it his eyes were open and man saw that he's naked and he tried to cover this shame of nakedness and the interesting part is that you know God was God has never been um, you know frustrated or disgusted because of um, what he sees in us it was us it was ourselves it was us who saw that filthiness and we were ashamed of it and we wanted to cover it and we hid ourselves from God but from the from from the beginning God saw our true identity the gold that we are in Christ Jesus and he has been trying to convince us and show us and open our eyes to see that who we really are the one who he says that we are and not the identity that we thought who we are and that's the story of the gospel so if we go back to Genesis and we can just dive right into Genesis and continue talking about what happened in Genesis chapter 3 they ate the tree they as we talked about it it was the fallen state of man's mind and identity so we started having the false image of who we are and the false image of who God is and then God comes and talks to the serpent and talks to the woman and talks to the man and mostly what he says to Adam is that because you didn't heed my voice but you heeded the voice of your wife then the ground's gonna be the ground is cursed for your sake and torn and tessels gonna come out of the ground and from the sweat of your face you shall reap the ground and eat from the fruit of the ground and then something amazing happened so in in, um, in Genesis chapter 3 verse 22 it says then the Lord God said behold the man has become like one of us to know good and evil and now lest he put out his hand and take um, and uh, take also of the tree of life and eat and live together so let's just wait a minute here and just uh, read this verse 
uh, one more time. It says, God said, because man has become like one of us. One of the things that, um, uh, you know, uh, when we read the Old Testament, and usually that's a question that so many people ask, like, why is it there's so much killing and all this stuff? Or why is it God is angry and all the things? It's because we need to pass every verse that we read through the revelation of who God is through Jesus Christ. We need to understand that Jesus is the revelation of the Father on earth. So he said, he came and he says, if you see me, you see the Father, and um, I don't do anything unless what I see the Father is doing, and uh, you know I I do everything that the Father is doing, and that's why when you put the person of Jesus Christ, that's um, that's the kind of God that is the truth, because Jesus finally, as a man, he. Uh, manifested and he showed the true God and the true nature of who he is. And now when I come and I read the Old Testament in true anywhere in the Old Testament, I have to filter every verse through the God that we know in Jesus Christ. If we didn't see that in Jesus, then it's probably that impression that we are getting from this verse, it's not accurate. So now here says that we have to pass this verse again through the knowledge of the cross, the knowledge of God or the gospel that we already know. In Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, God said, let us make man in our own image and in our own likeness. So man was in the likeness of God. Man didn't need to do anything to become like God. And here says, because he has become like one of us to know good and evil. So basically the gospel that I know in Jesus, you will become like God, not by, e not by eating any knowledge of good and evil, because God told man, don't eat it. But it just, we become like him when we step into him and we eat from the tree of life. So I'm not a Hebrew scholar and I know that the Hebrew language is a very complex language and um, some, one word in the Hebrew language can be like a paragraph explained in English, in English language. And the old, that, that's why the translation in the Old Testament from Hebrew to English is not really necessarily word for word. So that's why we have to read through the spirit. But if you check this verse, this, uh, the, the original words in this verse, uh, they, uh, has become like one of us, it's actually one word and it means first. So if you go and read it, find those verse, it's, it's, it's something that happens the first time. So this, basically, this word means first. So if I just read it through this translate, through this way of reading, then the Lord God said, behold, the man first knows good and evil, and now lest he put out his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever. And all, the word lest also he put his hand and all the stuff is not there in the original language. So basically, uh, you know, trust me as uh, on, on this because I don't want to uh, spend so much time going through all the Hebrew and all the stuff. But um, I believe this verse says because man 
first ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, he can't eat from the tree of life. It's impossible because, because it's, everything is black and white and light and darkness. There is no shadow. There is no gray line basically here. Even if there is a gray line, it belongs to the darkness. So uh, it's either life and death. So if you are in death, there is no life in death. And if you are in life, there is no death in life or there, there is no darkness in light, uh, in light basically. So God says, you know what? Because man ate first, ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, he can't eat from the tree of life because man has become darkness and he can't be the light also. And man has become death and he can't be the light also. So do you see that only those who haven't who has who have never eaten from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, they are the one who can eat from the tree of life. Let me just repeat that here. If you have eaten from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you cannot eat from the tree of life. If you first ate that, you can eat this. And that means that those who haven't eaten from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, they can eat from the tree of life. But here's the thing. Here's exactly where the gospel comes to the picture because all have sinned. All have fallen short of the glory. All of us have eaten from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So then does that mean that we can never eat from the tree of life? That's why the gospel and the redemption comes to the picture. And that is in the next two verses. Verse, 20, uh, uh, verse 23. Therefore, the Lord God uh, sent him out of the garden of Eden to till the ground from which he was taken. So he drove out the man and he placed cherubim at the east of the garden of Eden and a flaming sword which turned every way you know, to guard the way to the tree of life. So let me picture this right now for all of us and um, and we can um and then we can dig deeper and understand that this is actually the gospel of redemption and god uh, guarding the way to the tree of life it's not that don't let them to eat it's that to find a way for them to eat of it so take a look at the picture here okay so let's see here says that uh, there was this tree in a garden called the tree of life. So I'm just gonna write this down. This was the tree of life. And then uh, what happened was there was a way to the tree of life, right? So I'm gonna say way to the tree of life. And then it says God put cherubim and at the east of the garden and a flaming sword which turned every way and guard the way. So uh, I will uh, write, I will just draw this uh, as two cherubims with two swords, just for the sake of the picture here. And um, uh, unfortunately in this session, uh, the purpose of this video is not talking about the cherubims and explain exactly it's two cherubims or two swords, but just uh, um, let me just uh, picture this uh, just for us to understand this a little better. So let's say these two are the cherubims. So they are the cherubims. And then it says a flaming sword. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put this sword here. Okay. 
So what we call this, let's call this a sort. All right. So, and then it says, okay, so he put the cherubim, he put the sword there, and so that um, basically they will guard the way to the tree of life. So we can, we need to understand that it wasn't God who didn't want man to eat from the tree of the tree of life. It was man that basically as soon as he ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, he hid himself from God. God came to man and started calling man, Adam, where are you? Adam, where are you? But he hid himself and that means like he kind of lost the way to the tree of life. Now God puts a cherubim and the sword there, not that doesn't, he doesn't want man not to eat it because actually he wants man to find it and to eat from the tree of life. But to understand this concept a little better, let's go to um, Isaiah chapter 37. And we are going to see there is a person actually sit, 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 sitting uh, like um, by, on the, uh, under the cherubims, basically. Isaiah chapter 37, verse 16. It says, O Lord of hosts, uh, uh, o Lord of hosts, God of Israel, the one who dwells between the cherubim, you are God, you, al uh, you alone, you alone, all of the kingdoms of the earth, you have made heaven and earth. So now if you come to the picture here, therefore there is someone who dwells between the cherubim. So I can just put this person here, let's say this person, it's dwelling between the cherubim and the cherubim was on the way to the tree of, uh, tree of life to guard the way. But Isaiah 37 tells us this is the Lord, the God of Israel that is dwelling there. So that's, what are we seeing the picture? God is just standing uh, on the way there. And the reason is because he wants to lead um, the sheep or Adam to the way. Why? Because if we go to Psalm chapter 80, uh, we realize that actually the God, the God who is dwelling um, between the cherubim is not also he's the Lord God of Israel, but he is actually the shepherd of Israel. Look at verse 1 in Psalm chapter 80. Give ear, O shepherd of Israel, you who dwell, who, you who lead Joseph like a flock, you who dwell between the cherubim, shine forth. Do you see? Dwell between the cherubim. So Isaiah told us that's the Lord God of Israel, but now here it says, no, actually, you know what? This is the shepherd of Israel. So what is the, what is the job of a shepherd to leading the flock? To where? To the tree of life. So he is the shepherd and his job is to lead the flock. Do you remember? that Jesus said, I am the good shepherd and I have come to, um, I have come to give life and everyone who came before me, they were thieves and robbers, but now I am a good shepherd and I lay down my life for the sheep. And then he says, my sheep, they will hear my voice. And this is how he's leading them.
hearing by calling unto them. What happened in Genesis? God called unto them, Adam, where are you? So the Lord God who's dwelling between the cherubims is there calling out Adam's, Adam, where are you? So that he can lead Adam now to the tree of life right so but what did adam do adam hid himself and he said i'm afraid and uh, all the things right and now here is the beautiful picture of jesus comes to the picture and the plan of redemption jesus comes and says i am the shepherd of israel and i am the shepherd and i lead my flock and my flock they hear my voice but basically the main job of a shepherd is leading the flock to the green pastures to the tree of life, to eat from what God wants the flock to eat, basically. So now let's go to Zechariah chapter 13. And we see here how beautiful God planned everything so that you and I can finally come to realization that God uh, never separated himself from us. God actually came to us and came and came. Our sin had no power to separate God from us. Actually, our sin um, uh, separated us from God. We drew ourselves back from the presence of him. We cut ourselves from hearing his voice. Why? Because we were so ashamed of who we, who we had become. And that's why we just, we didn't want to come in front of God because we thought if God want to see us, then God's going to get disgusted by the, the filthiness of the flesh that we have took upon ourselves, not knowing that actually the Father is just um, wants to cover us with himself and he came us and he was never frustrated by um, the wrong way that we went. He actually is calling us so that he can show us the, the way to the tree of life. Uh, Zechariah chapter 13. Uh, look at verse 7. It says, Awake, O sword, against my shepherd, uh, against the man who is my companion. Do you see a wake or sword? Which sword? The sword and the shepherd. Where do we see that? If you take a look at the picture, there's a shepherd dwelling between the cherubims that have the sword. So a wake or sword. And what happens? Look at, uh, let's continue. A strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered, then I will return my hand against the little ones, right? So it says, okay, strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. So let's go to Matthew chapter 26. Matthew chapter 26, it's right, it's the night that Jesus was caught. And we, we wanna take a look at, at verse 31. In Matthew 26, 31, it's the night that Jesus was caught. So what happened is they have the last supper and then they go to a garden, right? This garden is everywhere in the gospel. So they go to a garden and Jesus, you know the story that Jesus goes to pray uh, and three times and then he comes back. But right at, before that, he is telling his uh, disciples that tonight is going to be the night that this prophecy of uh, strike the shepherd by the sword is going to happen. Look at verse 31. Then Jesus said to them, 
Um, uh, then Jesus said to them, all of you will be made to stumble because of me this night, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. So it's the fulfillment of that prophecy. He is on the way to get crucified, right? So, and then verse 32 says, but after I have been raised, I will go before you to Galilee. So do you see he's talking about the strike the shepherd, the crucifixion, and I will be raised and, I'll, and I will go before you to Galilee. So he's the shepherd that is leading the flock somewhere, right? So now here, therefore, this prophecy is fulfilled. So therefore, if now we take a look at this picture here, uh, the, um, the, basically the flock, uh, that um, the shepherd that uh, was, um, you know, strike the shepherd with the sword. So this is the story of the cross. Can I draw a cross here for all of us? All right. So therefore, there is a cross there, right? So that's why in the, <clears throat> therefore, what happened was God put the death of Jesus, the shepherd, he said, I'm going to open the door for you. Do you remember? We said, okay, only those who have never eaten from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, they are the one who can enter. Because if you first eat of that one, you can never enter and eat the other one, right? That's why the cross happens. Why? Because there was a tree in the garden and this tree, I'm just going to take, put this tree here. We call it the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So what happened was man ate of this tree and they died and the curse entered and now it's time for the blessing to happen. If we go to Matthew chapter 21 actually and let's take a look at uh, verse 18. Now in, the, uh, now in the morning as he turned to the city he was hungry and seeing a fig tree by the road, he came to it and found nothing on it but leaves and said to it, let no fruit grow on you ever again because the f and immediately the fig tree withered. So Jesus, this is just a few days before they catch Jesus and Jesus goes on the cross. He's on the way to Jerusalem and all of a sudden he sees this fig tree and there was no fruit on the fig tree. Where do we see fig tree for the first time? Genesis chapter 3, after they eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, they immediately, uh, they realize they are naked and now they got the leaves from the fig tree and they covered themselves. So if they are sitting there and if their eyes are open and all of a sudden they are ashamed of their nakedness, they are not going to run to another tree. They immediately use the leaves of the same tree that they ate of, ate its fruit and cover themselves. Therefore, the fig tree is the symbolic of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It's the tree that 
bring that brought curse and brought death to mankind. It's a tree that man ate. It's a symbolic tree. Every time you see the fig tree, you need to see the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The tree that its fruit brings death. So now Jesus comes and he, this is right before crucifixion. And what does he do? He, uh, he, tells the, he tells the fig tree that you will never have fruit. Why? Because I am on the way to draw you up on the cross Draw the curse up on the cross so that the tree of life can start blossoming and bring the fruit of life into life. So people can eat from that tree only. So that's why what happened was God, let's say, so I'm just going to draw Jesus here. So he, um, so now we have Jesus here. And what did he do? He talked to the tree. He came to this fig tree and he cursed the fig tree and the fig tree dried up. And what, what did you do? They, they got the, uh, they got the, uh, the dried tree and it became the cross for him and he went to Calvary. So can we say here, he carried the cross as he went to Calvary. Why am I saying this? Because, because we know that Galatians says that he became cursed for us so that the blessing of Abraham can't come upon the Gentile. He put an end when he, when he died on the cross, he carried the fig tree, he carried the identity that you and I took upon ourselves by knowing a knowledge that we weren't supposed to know. And he carried that and he went to the cross and he dried that fig tree. So when Jesus spoke and finished the fig tree, he is now, he basically was the symbolic of what is going to happen on the cross. When the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is going to dry up. Now, here's the mystery, and I just covered all of these things because I wanted to say the next two sentences as a mystery. If I would have not said those, those two sentences would have not had the power now. But now you're ready to hear it. And here's the thing. When we ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, we became the tree that we started bearing fruit to death. Now, Jesus came and he carried his cross and he dried up that old man, Adam. That identity that we took upon ourselves, it comes by the cherubims on the way to the tree of life and the sword gets up and strikes him. And what happened is the, the, the old man, Adam, with all his filthiness, all his nakedness, all his stuff and identities and the darkness of understanding is now nailed to the cross. And now the curse is dried up because it's time for the blessing of Abraham to come and it's time for God to bless mankind. So now the way to the tree of life is open. Why? What did we say? You cannot eat from the tree of life if you, have, you first have eaten from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That's why the moment you go to the cross, what happened is uh, you, in, um, that identity, that knowledge of who you think you are, that, uh, that image that you took upon yourself will dry up and falls and dies.
and then it's going to rise up inside of you a man that has never eaten from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and that is the Christ he rises up inside of you and he is your identity he has always been your identity but he never ate of that tree now he's rising up inside of you and he is leading you where to the tree of life why because that man has never eaten and that's who you are the christ is your true identity and that's why you can enter in into the way to the tree of life do you remember jesus said let me show you here uh jesus said i you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna put it this way jesus says i am the way the truth and the life and no one come to the father i am the way the truth and the life and basically what he's saying is okay i am the way to the life but it's gonna happen only through the truth of the cross this is how it's gonna happen the moment you come into christ and you follow him he, he what happened is you are leaving you are putting to death that knowledge that you have about yourself that knowledge you had about god that image that you knew you thought who you are and that uh, identity that you took upon yourself is going to die at just right between the cherubims on the cross and that's when god is going to rise up who you really are the man that has never eaten from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that's why the new, the blood of the new covenant and god says in the, the in um, we read that in hebrews chapter 8 and the, under the blood of the new covenant their sins and lawlessness i will remember no more because the moment the blood of the covenant the moment the death of jesus starts covering you you become that new creation the man who has never eaten from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and that is the christ so that is the man who can eat from the tree of life your true identity and that's why when we come to the book of revelation end of the chapter of the book of revelation when the book is finally is finishing and like concluding basically we don't see the tree of the knowledge of good and evil we see only the tree of life be why because everyone who steps into christ they are a new creation the old things are passed away and behold all things have become new the moment you step into christ you will never you should never identify yourself with the man who who ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil from the man who fell in his mind and in his heart and in the darkness the man who gave himself an identity that god never gave that identity and that's why you can eat of it you will never be able to eat of the tree of life with the old man old man has to basically die on the way to the tree of life so that the new one can rise up bless you everyone thank you so much for being with me and i hope this was a blessing to encourage you to realize that you know god is doing everything that he can in his power so that he can he's calling you and he's talking to you so he can lead you and shepherd you and show you to put 
to leave behind and put to death everything you gained in Adam so that he can lead you to somewhere greater and more glorious to the tree of the to the tree of life where the glory of God is. Bless you everyone and uh, I'll see you in the next video.